0: This is Sports Jam. I'm Doug Doyle. My guest today is one of the most notable Formula One race car drivers in the sports history. British driver and 2009 Formula One world champion Jensen Button is here to talk about the new doc series, Braun the impossible formula one story it premieres on hulu this week and it's narrated by actor keanu reeves for as long as i can remember i've had a fascination with racing and i'm going to share a story that barely seems believable
1: jensen Button crosses the line takes the checkered flag how do you feel (laughs) it's really amazing Only one
0: team in their debut race in the history of the sport have been able to get pole position and then go on to win. This is the story of GP. Why do people say that you were the one-pound Formula One team? I gave a pound to the Honda executive. Allow us to buy the team to keep the team alive. This is the only option we've got on the table. It's this or the team gets shut down. Can you do this? Yes. Great to have you on the show, Jensen. Great to be
1: here and uh, great to be promoting the biggest year of my life,
0: 2009. (laughs) What an emotional ride and roller coaster it was for you at that time in 2009. So watching the finished product of Braun, the impossible Formula One story, what was the first thing that went through your mind when you saw the actual show? Well,
1: the funny thing is, you know, it's, it's 14 years ago now that, uh, that we won the world championship. And so much has happened since then. And time just flies. Time flies by. I've uh, been through quite a lot. Positive, negative. Uh, I've, I've got married. I've had kids, which is awesome. Um, and you just don't stop. So when I got the call from Keanu Reeves and the team, you know, and they wanted to make this documentary, it was a docuseries. I was so excited. One, because it's nice that the whole world can get to see, you know, the the small team fighting against the big teams. But for me personally, on a selfish note, I, I got to stop and look back at, at that year in my life, which was such an important year. So, yeah, that's that's the big thing I take away from it, you know, going back to that special year in my life. And uh, I hope that other people really enjoy enjoy the season. It's It's an unusual year in the sport. Um, you know, most people that get into the sport at the moment, especially here in the States that are new fans, will know the you know, the Max Verstappens and the Lewis Hamilton's and the and the and the winning by Mercedes and Red Bull. And they would never dream of a small team fighting against those big teams.
0: It happened though, 14 years ago. It certainly did. You mentioned Keanu Reeves, he's the narrator and it takes us through with the interviews. The actor tells one of the greatest sagas in Formula One history through the insights of not only Ross Braun himself, and the racing icons like Jensen Button and Rubens Barrichello, all revealed in this gripping four-part series. The best way to become unpopular very quickly is to start with. We're a team that's come from nowhere, no one expected us to be here. They went too far, there was something against the rules. This was the start of the war. This team that everybody just wanted to
1: survive is killing us. I'm gonna win the championship. The knives are out there and they were after us. You either push to the limit or you're nothing. We push to the limit. People believe in
0: him because he looks innocent.
1: Yet really behind the scenes, a smiling assassin. I think you're all smiling assassins. <laughs> it was a really scary time. This is about survival. Formula One, once it gets into your blood,
0: it'll never let go. Do you feel like Ross Braun was the luckiest guy in the world, or do you think he was really clever? There's still a lot of controversy over whether or not Braun used the right kind of car in 2009 or not. And without revealing everything, because you can go through everything, tell us about the, the uncertainty of that time for you as well.
1: Yeah, it's funny because you know when you're when you're racing, you're fully focused on the driving part of it. But um, yeah, the the off track stuff and the business side was was a tricky time for the team. You know, we we just about had enough funds to go racing, uh, and it got to the point where the car was too quick. Um, so the other teams protested us, and it was all about this double diffuser that everyone said, "Oh, that's why they won the world championship." But There were six cars out of the 22 cars on the grid that had a double diffuser. There were two other teams. And everyone seems to forget that. They just didn't perform as well as us. And the reason was because the car was great. You know, not just the rear diffuser, but everything about the car. You know, with Formula One cars, it's all about aerodynamics. And it's how the airflow goes from the front of the car all the way to the back. It doesn't just happen at the back. So um, Ross and the team did such a fabulous job with this car. And uh, it's when you're winning... You always make enemies. Uh, and and also, you know, these teams helped us get onto the grid, which was fantastic. And then we started beating them. And I think that uh, they're like, hang on a second. We helped you go racing and you're destroying us. So it upset them a little bit. And when you watch the docuseries, it's great because you still see that feeling they have, you know, of how they lost that championship to a small team like us. Uh, and I love watching those interviews with the likes of the Ferrari boss at the time, Luca de Montezemolo, Bernie Eccleston, who ran the sport. Um, it, it really does mean something hearing their stories and and uh, and their criticism are still, uh, which makes it a really interesting series. It's not all just fluffy
0: and lovely. There's both sides of the story. Yeah, Lucas' face throughout the entire documentary is, is fabulous. The, the chairman of Ferrari, you can see the fire that's still burning inside of him as he challenged what was being done with Braun GP. Uh, it, it is a, a terrific series that I think you know, Formula One fans are going to really, you know, lock into. But the average person who doesn't know a lot about Formula One or race car driving in itself. be fascinated because it explains so much the you know the the whole process of the documentary really sets up the anxiety the emotion the you know the debate that was going on and really learning about cars and the teams that are involved i think that's the beauty of this doc don't you yeah
1: there's so much that goes into it the business side of it the sport the emotional side you know for me personally it was very very tough mentally to go through such a high of six race wins and then you put so much pressure on yourself to succeed, and then I dipped off, and, and I struggled in that moment in time. Um, and that, that, that sort of family that you need around you to, to survive in sport and to achieve, I think it is, it's got everything, this docu series. And the story itself is the story. You can't get away from that. But I think what um, Keanu Reeves and his team have added is that everyone's been so open with them. You know they've done these interviews with individuals that would not normally be so open. But because it's Keanu Reeves asking the question, you kind of feel like you got to answer the question. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's a great series, And for me, looking back, very emotional. You know, I still see the highs is amazing. I still, the, the lows still hurt me, but it's what makes the story great.
0: When Ross Braun is interviewed, you can see the the passion that he still has for the sport. When you think about your relationship with Ross Brown through the years, how do you characterize it? As soon as he walked into the team back in
1: 2007, I immediately realized, you know, this team's serious. Uh, we were having a really, really tough year in the sport. We couldn't see a way out. But him just walking through the front door made us all realize they're serious. You know, things are going to change. And they did. It took a while. You know, the 2008 season was still tough. But they were all gearing up for this 2009 season he is a great leader um he is one of the toughest competitors you'll find in sport you definitely want him on your side um and to win the championship with him the big bear as we used to call him uh was exceptional you know for him he had already won multiple world championships in the sport but not it wasn't his team, if you like. He, he won with Benetton. He won with Ferrari. And now he's winning with a team that has his name on the side of the car. Uh, so to see that emotion in his face, a guy that doesn't show his emotion much. He's British. We're very limited on the amount of emotion we show. Uh, was was very special. I loved that moment.
0: One of the moments that I enjoy is how the whole documentary, they put you in the, the boardroom with Honda and the executives, even though you're not really there. You are there because... A lot of people have faced that. A lot of people have found out that their company is going under and jobs are, you know, are going to be lost. And that's what happened with the race team when Honda was pulling out. I imagine that was the scariest moment of your life. You, you all had no idea where to turn. Yeah, I mean, for me as a, as a racing driver, you, you feel like you have options
1: that you can, you can look out for. But for most of the team, the mechanics, the engineers, the own nemesis, yeah, it was coming into the holiday period. Christmas is around the corner and it's not a great time to be, to be out of work. You know, there isn't room at any of the other teams because they already have their teams lined up for the new season. So really, really tough. And I think that it showed the strength and depth that that team had to be able to pull it together and get the car on the grid for, for 2009. Um, because, yeah, a lot of people were involved in, in making the team happen in terms of Ross taking over the ownership, the funding still came from Honda. But for the guys to build the car and not sure if they had a job in a couple of months, that's tough. So it just shows how resilient they were. And uh, I think that made it extra special when we started winning. And that family environment, there's nothing better than that. Um, and we'll, we'll all take that to our
0: grave. You know, That was a time that we'll never replicate. You've always been referred to as a smooth driver. And to this day, you continue to, to race. You retire from Formula One, but you continue to do racing. A smooth operator behind the wheel, somebody who can really go into the, the turns. That was a key with this car because turns were where you were making up speed and the difference, right?
1: Uh, it was a positive and negative to be smooth. You know, at the start of the season, I could extract everything from this car. But as soon as we got to the colder climates, The car didn't like to be driven smooth and I struggled then. So I couldn't get any tire temperature. A little bit like what we'll have in Las Vegas Grand Prix. Um, no tire temperature, which makes it very difficult to be competitive. So my dip in performance was due to the car just not working in the environment and me not being able to drive around the issues. And then mentally you spiral out of control and you know you you uh, you you put yourself in a dark place, but I found my way out, which is the great thing, and uh, won the championship with uh, a drive that was probably the best drive of my career, fighting through the field. Um, and you'll see it in the docu series, it's uh, a very special day in my life, very emotional with my father
0: uh, and the rest of the team. Yeah, your father was was a driver. Heavy rains in the second race. Yeah, you guys weren't even going to continue. But they called the race. So luck also comes into play with this story, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, I mean, nobody wins a world championship without a good car, without a good team. And you also need a little bit of luck on your side. Um, That second race, I mean, almost every single car ended up in the barriers. It was a lake that we were racing on. In Malaysia, when it rains, it rains hard, very tropical. Um, So they actually red flagged the race and, uh, and they stopped the race. The problem is they, they normally delay the race, um, but we'd got water into our steering wheel and all the electrics in the steering wheel, you know, to help you change gear and adjust everything on the steering wheel to do with the differential and everything is on the steering wheel. And it was not going to work. We were not going to be able to drive away to restart that
0: race. Luckily, it got dark and they had to cancel the race and give us half points. You mentioned you're a dad now. You have small children. So they weren't around. When this was all happening, and they're still too young, really, to explain everything to them. But how has fatherhood changed, Jensen Button? Uh,
1: it's made me realize that Formula One was great. Winning a world championship was always my dream, but the most important thing in life is is family. You know, having two kids, healthy kids, uh, loving kids, affectionate kids, um, happy kids. It's it's the it's it's the most important thing for me, anyway uh yeah and they've come to watch me race i raced in nascar a couple of times this year and they watched me race which was amazing in austin they got in the car just before the race they're massively into racing so next year i'm going to be racing in endurance racing and they're going to come along and watch and hopefully they're going to have great memories of me racing in endurance but the great thing about this docuseries is that i have something to show them when they're a bit older and they can see what daddy used to do
0: could Braun GP ever happen in today's racing world?
1: It's very unlikely. You know, these big teams, um, they don't really make mistakes anymore. Uh, even when there's a regulation change, they're all competitive when they come out of
0: uh, new regulation changes. So, no, very unlikely for it to happen again. Is it still technology driven? I mean, the the fact that each year the rules change for F1?
1: Yeah, it's, uh, it's still technology driven. You know, when the regulations change, the engineers, aerodynamicists go to work on um, developing the cars and, uh, you know, the, car, the first car you see out on track is already an exceptional car, but then they just keep developing it through a season. And with Braun, we didn't have the money to do that. We didn't have the funds. We didn't have the personnel to do that. So the car we finished the year was very similar to what we started the year with. I think we had one different front wing on the car,
0: which was an upgrade, but that was about it. Your career, as you mentioned, you've had highs, you've had lows, but it says something about Jensen Button because you you are still racing. You know, you're still a legend in the sport because of this world championship. When you look at this documentary, I would imagine that the emotions are, are amazing. But for those who still say there's controversy, just like if people were talking about steroids in in, in football or baseball, what do you say to the, to the naysayers about what happened with your company? Well,
1: I mean, if you get caught taking steroids, you're cheating. So it is what it is. It's very factual. Whereas, um, you know, we, we got taken to Formula One um, in terms of was it legal or not, the, the rear diffuser, and they said it was legal. So, end of story. It's like being put up in front of a judge. You know, that's it,
0: case closed. <laughs> So last question, because I know your schedule is really busy and uh you're getting back to the track soon. If there's any place that you would like to race in the future that you haven't had a chance, where would that be and why? Oh I I love my endurance
1: racing at the moment. I love that team effort of working with your teammates. F1, it's the first person you got to beat is your teammate. But in 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 endurance racing, you're working with the teammates because you're all driving the same car. I've raced at Lamar, loved it. Um, So yeah, Daytona. Daytona 24 would be awesome. Uh, And
0: I might have an opportunity. Who knows? Jensen Button, our guest here on Sports Jam. and really enjoyed the documentary. Braun, the impossible Formula One story premieres on Hulu this week. You don't want to miss it. Thanks so much for being here on Sports Jam. Thank you very much. Cheers. Sports Jam is a WBGO Studios production. You can check out all the past shows by going to wbgo.org slash or wbgo.org studios. You can also find Sports Jam with Doug Doyle on the NPR list of podcasts or wherever you hear podcasts. Special thanks going out to Joe Favorito for hooking us up with British race car driver Jensen Button. Until our next Sports Jam session, I'll see you at the game.